astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. I hope you're well. Yes, all is well here. Uh, Today, we are continuing our series on the calendar astrology, and today we will be discussing those people born on the 3rd, the 15th, and the 27th. So just in case this is a new series for you, we are discussing qualities of people born on the 3rd, the 15th, and the 27th of any month. Yeah, last month, right, we spoke about the 2nd, the 14th, and the 26th. And again, I, I've been on a learning curve. This has been fascinating information, and I've actually been able to apply it. You know, uh, talking to a client or even uh, something's happening in the news, you know, and I can Google, find out what day they were born and immediately go, oh, my gosh, you know, they, they were born on the first, those pioneers, you know, or they were born on the second. Oh, they have a lot of kind of a knack for money or building security. Well, today we're talking about the third, the 15th and the 27th. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, just an opening point, uh, you know, and, and it's great. It's kind of an icebreaker sometimes, right? Absolutely. But anyhow, you've been doing some lectures as well at the local libraries here in the Las Vegas Valley. How's that going? That I just finished my third one this past Friday, um, or this past Saturday. So I have two more still this month. I think the, the next two Fridays I'm speaking at different libraries. So it's available on my social media, on my website, where I'll be, but it's the same lecture at all of them. Um, and we've been talking about astrology through the lens of Las Vegas hotels and casinos. And you know, what's so interesting is that, well, I think it's interesting is that I had used a picture that we took back in like 1992 in front of the sand castles of what the treasure or of what Excalibur was going to look like. And so before the Excalibur was created Saturday afternoon. Okay. So before the Excalibur was created, they had a sand castle artist come out and do a replica of what the hotel was going to look like. So mom got us plastic shovels and we went down to the location and took pictures to make it look like we had, you know, created these sand castles and I don't know why I thought that picture was appropriate for this lecture, but I don't know. We're talking about the, the strip and that was a picture of me, like, cause we're talking about usually older hotels. Anyways, it was on the first class that I realized in that picture, I was wearing my summer reading program shirt. Oh, and these lecture, this lecture series that I'm doing is for their summer program oh, program, yeah. I should say. So I, yeah. anyways, the librarians that have like run my series at each library, it's a different librarian that introduces me. They've all gotten a kick out of it because it's like my summer reading shirt from 1991 when I was 
actively <laughs> participating in the program. Now I'm the one that's teaching part of the program. So that was kind oh, of cool. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I was a stickler for the summer reading program. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. But getting on to your topic, you know, when when anyone hears this, maybe who doesn't live in Las Vegas, they may go, what? She's looking at the Holiday Inn. She's looking at the Ramada Inn. She's looking at a Hilton. Well, in Las Vegas, the hotels have, they're so themed out, right? So that's what the basis is, that she's looked at the, when the hotel was birthed mm-hmm. and then what sign they are and how it has played into their theme, their marketing, right? Yeah, so I think I cover like six or seven properties. So I look, we look at Treasure Island, the Wynn, the Sphere, which just opened, which that one's pretty yeah. remarkable. Yeah. Uh, we look at the Mirage, the Excalibur, and there might be one more that I'm forgetting. Um, okay. But it is very just interesting, like where, you know, the Mirage, for example, is an Aquarius rising. And Aquarius, oh. this was fascinating as well. There's not one Aquarius property on the Strip. I went through and did the birthday of all the hotels and I listed out just on one of the slides, just so everyone can see a couple of each of the signs, not Aquarius. Aquarius is not prominent in many of the charts that I'm looking at, except the Mirage is an Aquarius rising. And I found a quote on the Wikipedia that when the Mirage came out, or, you know, opened that they didn't want to be known for their gaming. They wanted to be known differently. They wanted to be known for the volcano they wanted to be known for the animals. And that's kind of interesting for a property that's in business to make money on the Las Vegas yeah. Strip. But they've been, they've successfully been able to do it. I also think it's interesting that they have Vulcanus, which is the volcano, conjunct yeah. Iron, which is the animals. Oh, oh my God. Oh, anyone who knows yeah. that language, that yeah. says a lot. Wow. I go through well, there, you know. Uh, I was there at whatever the, I did have a job at that point and uh, we got, it was jam packed. I mean, shoulder to shoulder to shoulder. You, people, people came in droves more than they ever had for any casino opening, hotel opening. And it went on for days that way they had to actually, well, what, they had to crowd control. They had a big issue with crowd control at that time, but very Aquarian, everyone was welcome. Well, so that and the Mirage is a zero degree Sagittarius. So the idea that they probably attracted more world travelers oh, than maybe yeah. other hotels that had already just that zero degree Sag would be kind of that international side of things. Well, anyhow, it's fascinating that I love, I think, I think your topic is riveting actually. And uh, I'm just proud of you for having come up with that angle. Thank you. So let's, before we get into talking about the third, the 15th and the 27th birthdays, let's just quickly talk about Mars. You know, we don't talk a lot about Mars because it moves rather quickly, but Mars did move into Virgo on July 11th. Um, It only took two days of it being in that placement. And I guess the Hollywood actors went on strike. Big deal. Very big deal. Uh, Virgo represents the workers. So any sort of labor, the way that you serve, particularly those related to words, service, and the more manual labor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting that AI is a sticking point 
in this strike because uh, AI has the potential to eliminate positions, number one, do the writing without them, and probably uh, the idea of lifting of their voices of the actors and maybe not even needing them to create future, you know, series in the, in, in the future. So anyhow, the point is Mars will stay there. I would expect, here's my big prediction. I think you're in on it with me. There will be a lot more striking threats of strike, certainly going through all of uh, July uh, and probably into August because Mars goes into Libra August 28th. So we have six weeks with probably lots of labor issues showing up in the workplace. And just from a very personal standpoint as well, because Mars can be that aggravator. It's interesting. It can take on the aggravator piece or it can take on the oh, energetic active piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people could find that the next six weeks or so, um, they're having more issues around work. You know, they might not be going on strike per se, but they could just be saying, oh, I'm not happy or I'm aggravated. Um, you know, Mars can kind of ruffle up stuff that's been happening. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So we'll say okay. the date again, we're focusing on the cluster of the third, the 15th and the 27th. That would translate to 36 different birthdays. Cause that would go t- into any month. And the people born on these dates carry the vibe of Gemini and the planet Mercury. I want to insert something here because, and if you are a Gemini, if we have a Gemini out there listening, these energies we're going to be discussing would even be stronger for you. So if you're a Gemini and you're born on the, um, the, uh, the third, the 15th or the, um, 27th, then you're going, that would be the previous month, right? May 27th, June 3rd, June 3rd, June 15th. Then these energies, they may make, you may have a, uh, a revelation. (laughs) You may have a revelation today about why you are the way you are. Or why you would be more Gemini than your other Gemini friends. Better yet. Better. Well said. So let's talk a little bit about just Gemini in general and the planet Mercury. Um, you know, these people should be good with movement where mm-hmm. they might be more coordinated. Um, they might dance, they might model, they understand how to move the body just kind of very simply to, I don't know, make a, like to make it look beautiful. Right. Or they understand the intricacies of movement. Yeah. They can imitate somebody. Somebody can do a quick movement and then go, oh, and they'll go back with it, you know, and come back with it. So they're very attuned to the details of the hands, the legs, the positioning of the body. Yeah. Um, They might also align with wheels or Mm -hmm. some sort of circular motion. So think cars, bicycles, um, or they might just, when we say align with them, of course, they could work for a car company or they could love riding their bike, but they also could just love being in the car. Oh, car, you know, like car trip, road trip, sure. you know, they may be all in under that energy, but also I want to stretch it out. They, they may love running laps. They might like walking around the block. They like the idea of leaving at one point, moving in some circular position and ending up back where they began. 
Um, they also are a little bit of jugglers, so they might keep side hustles. Um, they might just always need something to kind of keep them stimulated. So even the idea where, uh, you know, if they're waiting in line, maybe they need to be like on their video game, on, you know, they need to be keeping their hands moving, um, or maybe they need to be having conversations with people in line. Yeah. And they might like to move around. They may not like the, the idea of just sitting down and going to sit this place the whole night. They want to be in a position where they can uh, move around from one group to the next. So they might be standing more so they can make an easier exit. Um, Geminis generally are quite social. They uh, do like some uh, rapid fire. I oftentimes think of someone in, this, in the checking out lane you know, they'll quickly bond with someone and they're talking, da, 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 da. And then of course we get checked out and then they're gone. They're never going to see that person again, but they have that ability to connect. Like they have little sticky things at the end of their fingers. You know what I mean? They connect easily with other people. Then they pull away and, you know, um, and, and then oftentimes because of that, they need a kind of a quiet time, a shutdown time because they do can, man, think about how many people they can talk to in the course of a day. Yeah. Well, I have to say, don't generally talk to the people around me when I'm in the checkout line. That's just my default. I don't talk to the checker. I'm with a friend and they're talking away with the checker and they know they have children and they know this and that. And, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm missing part of my life here, I guess. I don't do those things. But just to contrast. Yeah. Um, they might have very small motor skills as well, especially with the hands. So these can be dealers like card dealers at the casinos, piano players, hairdressers. Again, there needs to be a lot of movement um, with dexterity. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I don't see a lot of, but I have seen it consistently showing up, is that this if you're born on these dates, uh, and if you're a Gemini on top of it, of course, you might have nicknames. You might have, when well, you're in a certain circle of people, they're going to call you a different name. So again, it could be a funny name. It could be something, you know, the whatever the boss, you know what I mean? But it, it's having a secondary name, having like a stage name when in certain circles, that's that duality thing that's going on with. Yeah. They also and, might seek out certifications or licensing just for the satisfaction. Um, and that's not just schooling. That could be, oh, I'm a certified lifeguard. I'm certified in CPR. I have a gun permit. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm a Reiki master. So licensing just kind of for that status can be very important to them. Absolutely. And then uh, I just have to touch on this. It's kind of a sensitive area, but in mythology, Mercury was the guide of souls into the underworld. So that kind of sounds very heavy, but Gemini's do have this ability. They have to be very sensitive about who they attract who comes to them? Because sometimes that person may bring kind of a dark storyline. Uh, maybe they will just gossip. No, they always know the, the taboo gossip, or they uh, tell them stories of, that are kind of extreme. Uh, so that's one side of another side of his Gemini's here might work in very confidential areas where they just, yeah, they don't, they can't talk. I work at the bank. I can't say everything that I know about people's money. Yeah. So just to clarify, because we're saying Gemini's, but right. anyone born on the 3rd, the 15th or the 27th have these Gemini qualities. So we are talking about you, not just Gemini's right. specifically. Okay. 
Um, just as a, even if you're not a third, 15th or 27th birthday, these are great dates. If you are needing to take a test to get certified, or maybe you want to register for a class, um, even a, for a child, they could be, you know, great dates to start a, you know, a dance or gymnastics class. Great. So let's get into the third. Yep. If you're born in the third, we're calling to call it a Mercury mercury date yeah uh so it really stresses duality this idea of two images which i've already suggested or tapping into the dark side i would uh challenge people to think about ozzy osbourne you don't hear too much about him today but you know he was uh, very visually aligned with the dark side his nickname was nickname remember prince of darkness he was called obviously he was part of black sabbath now, I can tell you in the 70s, he was very popular, and I found their album covers just almost scary. You know, the music was extremely dark. But again, you know, as an adult later, as I age, when I heard Ozzy Osbourne talk, you know, you know, he has a very distinctive way, which, by the way, it's another thing. The cadence of how these people speak is usually easily, um, you could imitate him because it's so unique, and he has yeah. a very interesting voice. Well, and so I didn't listen to their music per se, but I did watch the show on MTV or whatever it was, Meet the Osbournes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That you know, and I mean, that was like the like the laughing point of the series is hearing Ozzy Osbourne talk. Yeah. Because he right. mumbled so badly, you had no idea what he was saying. And Mercury is language. So, and yeah. it's interesting because these can swing to such extremes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is what it was easy to impersonate because it was so distinguishable. Yeah. Another one is Daryl Hannah, which, of course, my generation knew her as a mermaid from Splash. That was a big thing. So she had, she couldn't get rid of that mermaid moniker. And then she goes out and she uh, is the one eyed assassin in the Kill Bill series. So, again, we have, you know, that's quite a distinction from this lovable, you know, lighthearted mermaid to now she's the assassin. People born in the third can switch. They can change uh, adapting to their circumstances. James Brown, Godfather of Soul was his nickname. Okay, very much, I mean, a real rocker, fabulous. I mean, emotional singer, but very clearly into drugs. Everyone could tell that he was on something probably. We accepted it. It's the duality. He's a druggie, but look at him perform. We're in there. We're buying his albums. Godfather of Soul. They they're able. They achieve this. They can they can bridge the chasm. They yeah. can, yeah. You know, Bing Crosby, singer and movie star, uh, model uh, Christy Brinkley. Well, it was the walk. It was the strut. You know, when you're born on the third, you can. You know, you know how to move your body. We went through our client list and many of them worked with their hands. They ranged from estheticians mm -hmm. to painters, um, just even people who, uh, guitarists, even people mm -hmm. who we know that talk with their hands a lot. Um, yeah. And the other one was speakers. So mm -hmm. whether it was the uh, negotiation experts, right? That would be strong mercury yes. um, yeah. or teachers who take great interest in politics, right? They're always kind of talking about, okay, what's the current headline? What's out there? Right. 
Exactly. One that I thought was interesting, and you know, we did some research separate, and the Las Vegas Strip in particular, not Las Vegas, but just the Las Vegas Strip's birthday is April 3rd. Um, and so they're a third. Um, but I thought, you know, we talked so much about the hands. And I, I just think it's interesting when you go to the strip. And maybe that's with any city. I don't know. But I just think like everything's either, okay, you're smoking, you're gambling, you're drinking, like you're you're flipping over cards. Like the hands are just such. Yeah, it, but it's the dancers, which is highly associated with, right? Let's go yeah. to the 15th, it's Mercury, Venus. Uh, again, we're not going to get into why it's Mercury, Venus. If you're in astrology, you may have some good ideas on that, but it's Mercury combined with Venus. And so now we have um, a, a softer maybe appearance here on some level, more refined. And of course, we might think of Martin Luther King, probably a poster child, message of peace, nonviolence. He's a speaker. Now he's softening it with the idea of let's not do harm. Uh, we could think of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, Supreme Court Justice. Uh, well, she just got all sorts of status. The fact that there was a doll, a doll made out of a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> you know, I mean, she played to the feminine clearly, but she had a, a personality that, you know, uh, became cult-like almost with mm-hmm. women in particular. Yeah. Um, I think the city of Los Vegas is interesting because so I talked about the strip being the third. The city of Las Vegas is the 15th. And just the catchphrase that we have, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Um, very interesting. The idea that we won't tell. Uh, that would be the Mercury, the very secretive. But mm-hmm. the Venus is the glitz and glam of it. Oh, absolutely. That's true. Uh, when I looked at my client list for the 15th, I had two uh, beauty beauty salon owners, you know, and both high-end, uh, Mercury, okay, we cut hair, right, we color hair, but Venus, you know, they got into the high-end. Uh, I have a good friend who's a, a dancer, was a dancer at Bally's Jubilee. That's a Mercury Venus. She's not a dancer, you know, it's it, just a regular club. It's now she's on a huge, magnificent stage. And another woman who recently passed, really sad, but, you know, she started out as a teacher, okay, classroom type of teacher, and became kind of a national motivational speaker. And she was all about telling people, you can have a better life. You deserve it. She was all about pulling people up out of the trenches into thinking of themselves as more prosperous. Uh, And she led hundreds of seminars, very successful. Uh, Again, Mercury, Venus. Yeah. So there should be a refinement with the the people Mm -hmm. born on the 15th. Mm -hmm. The last one is we'll talk about famous people born on the 27th. So we're going to call these people, these people are, you know, driven by Mercury Uranus. So they might be a little bit more innovative. Um, They might build movements, organizations, or kind of upset the competition. Yeah, I mean, I could easily talk about Steve Wynn. Steve Wynn, we were just speaking about the Mirage, but he's the one that kind of changed the paradigm of what a casino should look like or a hotel should look like on the Las Vegas Strip. And it was a spectacle when he opened the idea that he had the pirate ships out front and, you know, uh, very dramatic. And the fact that it was even free, 
that there was free entertainment outside the casino. Again, Mercury, Uranus really upset uh, the old stodginess of what a casino looked like. So he's pretty obvious. I'll speak about Elizabeth Taylor because I'm sure you're not of <laughs> your generation. But, you know, she really she was over the top in her looks, in her number of husbands that she had, uh, in her love of diamonds. That she, you know, think of lives. I've worn her perfume diamonds, you know, um, she's known for that. Uh, but she was an early supporter of AIDS. Very important. Talk about a movement. She was there. She put a face on it very early on when a lot of people didn't even, they were scared. Uh, they didn't even want to be next to someone with AIDS thinking it was going to yeah. jump on them, so to speak. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, she made headlines for being there for people in their last hours. Lizzo is a great example as well, you know, because she's into the lyrics which would be Mercury, but Uranus is the innovator or the disruptor. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, she didn't look like other singers, right? She embraced her weight. She didn't cover herself up, um, which thank God, right? (laughs) But she was a disruptor in what she did. That's the 27th coming through loud and clear. If we wanted to go back in time, we could talk about John Steinbeck, great writer, but highly controversial, definitely in his time because of profanity, because of people accusing him of promoting communism uh, for his uh, speaking about sex, uh, for his promotion of labor, the worker being treated better. So there's a case every, it depends what age you're living in, right? For you to be the disruptor. I don't think of John Steinbeck now as a big disruptor, but when he was writing, that was disrupting. Um, when we look at our client and family list born on the 27th, mm-hmm. uh, we have to start with Erica. <laughs> yeah, and Erica, you know, Erica, when she was in college, was really, um, um, I, I'm, so, I'm, I'm liking the language, but she was a twirler. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was present at all the games, you know, uh, kind of the spectacle, so to speak, large crowds uh, gathered in front of games, stands were full of people. So again, we get that Uranus energy there uh, of large organizations, big games, and there she is twirling away. Uh, so that is a really simple uh, translation of that Mercury Uranus. But even the, you baton, know the baton twirling would be the, the hands, the movement, the motion. Yes. yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, baton twirling, exactly. But also uh, just being able to see the connections uh, again, it's really kind of a intangible when I when I talk to Erica, uh, but when she can understand the family connections, oh, that person is related to that person, and understands she grasps things really quickly. And I say she has a lot a great awareness of connections, how information is connected, or she's oh that makes sense because I heard this. She puts things together um, in a kind of an effortless way, and that's again another Uranus quality coloring that mercury uh and then her spatial she loves to draw mm-hmm. putting things into that other dimension so these are all just simple ways of uh you know we like we like to talk about the famous people because they kind of give us role model on an exaggerated level then we have to look at just you know people that we know in our families and see well how are they doing it yeah and their story will continue to evolve yeah she has a great interest in astrology as well yeah by the way back yes that would be uranus 
Um, we also, in our client list, had a few dancers as well in the Mercury-Uranus category on the 27th, but these were more, I'm going to say, untraditional dancers, where mm -hmm. in the Mercury-Venus, we gave, oh, Jubilee. Right. Uh, when we got, go on to the 27th, we see more, uh, like, uh, how do I want to say, it? strippers, I guess, strippers, mm -hmm. but even people who broke barriers within their dancing group. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So very interesting to have that subtle difference between, you know, one and the other. Uh, other examples, uh, a great animal communicator. Um, this has been fascinating. I haven't worked with her in, in probably a decade now, but she's out there in the oceans, listening to the dolphins, you know, writing things down. And I don't mean in any sort of weird way. I mean, kind of more of a scientific bent in what are the animals telling us, the marine life, the harbor life. So animal communicator. Uh, I can think of another gal that, again, started out as a school teacher, but evolved into this kind of mystic type of energy, master teacher, really strong in the area of Reiki. Uh, so again, that Uranus breaks them out. You know, I love it. I love people that start out as school teachers, right? Yeah. Because they oftentimes crack at some point and they go off into these areas. And if you've got a little 27th in your chart, you'll probably do it yourself. Absolutely. Well, and something we might want to throw in is some of the other dates when we were that we've done two previous series already on this already. We've covered people that are kind of have an Aries vibe. We've covered people who have a Taurus vibe. And when we got to the Gemini vibe, you know, we didn't have as many well, I should say, what I should say is I had a huge client list of the third. I didn't know what any of them did. Yeah. They were, they were a little bit more secretive <laughs> than some of the other ones where it was really easy. Oh, I know what this person does. I know what this person does. Um, so the Gemini in, or Mercury, I should say, influenced clients maybe don't come as frequently. They might just come like, oh, at, on a need basis, um, or they might be a little bit more secretive about what they do, where they might be just the client that just listens and they don't didn't share as much about their personal life. The crazy thing is, I totally agree with what you said. I had a lot of third people, you know, but I didn't know anything about them. Yeah. And again, that's not shocking. My style of astrology, particularly years, decades ago, was I just talked and they listened. And that was pretty much it. I didn't have a lot of interaction. Now I have a little more interaction. So I do naturally get a little more information. But anyhow, it's, it was interesting. It was definitely harder uh, finding some examples here than the first and the second were. Or maybe it's to pinpoint them. You know, maybe it's That's not it. just a secretive thing because we do talk about Gemini. They're the communicators. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it doesn't language. make sense. So then it's like to be like, oh, they're all secretive. But I think it's just harder to pinpoint what exactly they they do i think you said something very interesting They're, they could be good listeners yeah interesting right yeah. communicators well, they, well don't they say the most important part of communication is listening <laughs> true <laughs> anyhow it was fascinating i love this series i hope everyone else is enjoying it and benefiting from it yeah, like mom said, we are also learning as well, you know, as we go through the client list and start mm -hmm. putting connections together. So we hope you guys learned something we know we did, and we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the 
underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.